What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab me a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. There's going to be a graphic there. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with somebody and reminisce about the old days. Most weeks, I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Chloe Fimiano. What's up? Not much. Normally, I scream the intro, but as everyone can tell, we are doing a house show tonight. So I didn't want my roommates to be like, "What the? F- is he fucking recording again? What is oh, he doing?" Th- do they care? No, they don't care at all. But okay. as you know, a comic and an anxious person and somewhat of a narcissist, I always think everyone's thinking about me. Of course, and they are. So thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you going out of your way to get up here. It's great. You said when you went down to the subway, it was still light out, and now it is dark. Yeah. So it was quite a trek. Yeah, I have a thing about coming uptown. I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. I do just it. don't. Um, but I would for this because I am a narcissist as well, and I like to hear myself talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about you. So before we get too far in anything, plug everything for the listeners. Any shows? This will come out Friday for Patreon. Everywhere else Monday. So any shows you have coming up? Anything like that? What am I doing? I don't know. Social I media? Instagram? What's your follow Instagram? Follow me at Clodog. That's C-H-L-O underscore D-A-W four G's. <laughs> we'll link everything in the show notes. Um, again, I appreciate you coming on. I We met, I think, at Drew's mic. Yeah. When you were going through a job transition. Oh, shit. Was that the first time we really that, talked? That was the first time we ever talked. The because, day I lost my job. Yeah, because after the mic, I came out and I was <laughs> oh, like, yeah. are you like, are you good? Like, what's going on? That Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I literally, it was like, I had just turned 29 and then I like hooked up with someone that morning and I was like, beep, boop, boop, like be bopping. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a great I, day. Yeah. I was like, woo, you know, go Chloe. And then like eight hours later, I lost my job and then walked into a mic and was like, well, I guess I'm here. <laughs> you literally walked into the mic. Like, as you I just explained, ju- you no, had I, just gotten off the phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like got a text and it was like from my coworker. Cause like everybody got laid off. And then he was like, hey, like my email disappeared and they took me off Slack. So like, I don't know what's coming your way. And then um, then I like saw my boss calling. and I was like, well, this isn't good. This is not going to be a <laughs> this good is not. This is no longer a good day. So then cause that was a crazy because I remember we had never met. But I had seen you around and then after that, ha- I don't know. I don't know if you do this. I feel weird sort of camaraderie with comics. Just especially sure. comics I run into at mics and stuff like that. And I know a lot of comics talk about it. 
especially bigger comics, but I know from personal experience and the stories I've heard that they're not like they're not really about that life. They're like, oh yeah, we're all like one, we're all comp, but that's if you're like selling out theaters and stuff, then you're mm. one of them. But if you're like open mic bar show, like getting gigs here and there at clubs, they're like, oh, we don't associate with you. But I'm to the extent now where like if I've seen you around and something, ha- I'm always just like, oh my God, like, is there anything? And I think, I don't know. I got the vibe. I, I can be a little creepy sometimes with that. Because no. like after the mic, I came up and I was like, oh my God, are you okay? By the way, you're creepy I'm at all. No, I didn't think you were creepy at all. And also like I um, was in shock. So I was like, Yeah, whatever. it was kind of a weird thing. Well, I had never like lost a job before. You've never lost a job? No. Have you, you've obviously quit jobs. I've quit jobs, yeah. I've only ever a been fired once. And apropos to the show, it's because I was... I got promoted from server to manager. It mm-hmm. wasn't even a promotion. They asked me to be a manager for years at the first restaurant I ever worked yeah. at. And I always said no. I was like, no, I'm a server. At the time, I was in high school. Then I was in college. And then after college, I was like, no, I'm going to do stand-up. Like, I'm not going to take the manager position. And then I relapsed. And I took the manager position. Mm-hmm. And I was showing up, like, drunk every day. Which, as a server, they're like, eh, you little rascal. Yeah. But when you're a manager and you're in charge of, like, the safe and stuff, they kind of yeah. get weird about it. And yeah, that that's the- so weird of them <laughs> to be weird about that. That was the only job I've ever been like actually like fired, fired. Yeah, from. no, I was I no fired. No showed one. a bunch, but I was fired from one job in college. I worked at a bakery and I <laughs> didn't wear a bra one day, and they were like, "You can't do that." And then they were like, "You gotta go." Oh, really? Yeah. They weren't like go home and change. They were just they like, were get just out. like, yeah. But I was like, just never even there. I was in college. I don't yeah, know. you didn't care. Was, yeah. Yeah, I've I've no call no showed a lot. When I got my second DUI, I was working at a breakfast place. Mm-hmm. So I I would go, I would like find another. Like I was like, oh, if I just get a night job for two months, I can pay off this DUI, no problem. And with my resume, because I'd worked in restaurants for so long, and I'm a pretty affable guy, mm-hmm. I would get hired like on the spot. I'd make it all the way through training, which at restaurants takes you know two to three weeks. Yeah. And then like my second night on the floor, when they would hand me that cash at the end of the night, I'd be like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so instead of saving to pay off my DUI, I would just take like my second night on the floor's pay and go get hammered mm. like out somewhere because I would treat myself because normally I would just get a handle and go home. But if I had actual like. I'd be like, all right, I'm going out. Yeah. And then I just would not show up. I did that like three different times. Yeah. The server lifestyle. It's brutal. It's not. You used to run in the server lifestyle, right? Yeah. Well, I like, I feel like I am a product of it. My mom was a waitress. Okay. When she had me and then she like managed a place and, uh, so just like no yeah and then i like always worked in restaurants yeah so you know what 86 means oh yeah you're down yeah i've been working since i was 15 yeah me too well i think i started at 14 at mcdonald's that's where that bit came from but then i once i got into restaurants at 15 as a busser i was like and then at 18 i moved up to server and i was like oh this is awesome yeah you just make so much money yeah you make great money and where i was working this like you know chain restaurants in florida you would just get the cash that night oh nice yeah in new york it's different uh especially because and i'm sure nowadays it's different just because you deal with so many credit cards that everything goes on a check but back then it was like i was 18 in 2006 and they would just hand me 
like at the end of the night yeah they hand you like 300 bucks or 200 bucks and you're like oh i'm the richest man yeah 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 yeah. you know i still feel that way someone gives me 100 bucks (laughs) i'm like oh big baller i see i've got blue faces yeah so i wanted to ask you so how because we were talking about this before we started actually Recording. How mm-hmm. did you get into stand-up? Because you went to theater school, you said, or film school. Film school. Film school. Sorry, yeah. I have so many theater people on the show. No, I would never catch me in theater school. Um, but someone asked me this the other day, and I was like, basically, my whole life fell apart. So I was like, I might as well start stand-up. Cause I, oh, really? Yeah. So I started like a year and a half ago. Were you like always into stand-up? Or yeah. Did you, okay. I was obsessed. And like every year of my 20s, I would like write it down. I'm still in my 20s. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for a few more months. Lucky. Um But every year of my 20s, I'd write it down like I'm going to do stand-up. And then like another year would go by. Oh, really? So you were like that into it where you were like, this is something I have to do. I would go watch open mics. I worked at Helium in Philly. You would watch open mics? Yeah. I would go watch comedy like every weekend in Philly. uh, Because you're you're originally from Philly, correct? Yeah. Well, I lived there for nine years. I'm from Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah, I was just obsessed. And then, like... Uh, what got you into stand-up? I ask all my guests this just because it is such a niche thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the moment? Like, for me, my cousin showed me Comedy Central Presents when I was 12. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Do you remember... Did you have, like, a moment where you're like, oh, this is... They just stand up there and with their words, yeah. they make me laugh. I, uh, my sister showed... We had, like, a family desktop computer. Mm-hmm. And my sister showed me a clip of Pete Holmes... I think it was his JFL thing. Okay. Maybe. But then I got through Pete Holmes. I saw a clip of Chelsea Peretti. Okay. Who is like, I love her. Love Chelsea. Love Peretti. her. She's probably, she's why I do comedy, but That's I just like awesome. saw the way that she was like talking about things that like I wanted to talk about. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Or like things that you don't like about yourself or yeah. other people. Like you could be rude, but be funny. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, well that's like, I want to do that. Yeah. That's not that I want to be rude, but like just like being able to be like, that's the problem with that. Mm -hmm. But like you can do it because you're being funny. Yeah. I have the same sort of sentiment, especially with that. Cause like Burr is one of my favorite comics and it's because of the fact where he will. And I was actually just talking about this with Sam Appleman outside of Grizzly Pear, like a few hours ago. So many fruits. It's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's because Joey like, Bananas was there too Sorry Johnny Bananas Johnny Bananas From the challenge Shout out to the challenge I don't know Oh you don't? What's the challenge? The real world It started as the real world Roadrooze challenge on MTV Oh I never watched MTV And then it slowly morphed Into like the sixth major sport In America Like these dudes get roided out And get jacked oh. And these women are fucking like Monsters And then they go and do like these It's like survivor mixed with oh. Anyway not important Sorry Johnny Bananas is one of the, like, the Sorry, big stars. Sorry, I of it, derailed though. you. Um, no, but it was just that whole idea of like, I see so much that makes me angry. Mm-hmm. And despite what everyone thinks about me with like going to jail and being from Florida and all this stuff, like, I don't like confrontation. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, like, a guy today, I was sitting on the subway and he like sat like on me. And I was like, well, I guess we're just going to ride mm. the subway like this because I'm not going to say anything. Like, I do not like confrontation. So the thing I love about stand up. And I try to do is if something really frustrates me, I know I have no recourse. Yeah. Like if it happens, it happens. Like they're like screaming about it's not going to do anything. So my whole thing is like I love getting on stage and ga- like gauging the like 
doesn't this make you mad too? Yeah, it's like, the best. And then a lot of times, like I have a list. I'm a lot of comics have a list. I have like a spite list in my head. I have uh, one written down. Oh, you have it like <laughs> in this very app. In this app. <laughs> yeah, I have a spite list where it's like one day when I have the platform, these are all the things I'm going to go after or companies I'm going to go after or like people to a lesser extent that I want to like because there's so many times where people wrong us and we're just kind of like well I guess that's just it yeah no I was brutally bullied me too all I but I my special I'm going to dedicate it to Joey Burkott who's my biggest bully oh there you go yeah. <laughs> I'm that's like this is for you smart. yeah yeah there's so many people and it's weird because we've won like, yeah, you moved to New York. I moved to New York. Like we've won. Mm -hmm. I but own nothing, but I'm killing it. There's still. But it's it's you know what I mean? Like, that's no, the, yeah, yeah. because my dad said this when I went home, I think it was last Christmas. But he was like, I'm so proud of you. And I got like, I was like you're crying. I'm not crying. You're yeah, crying. Yeah. And that's I, go, sweet. I was like, Dad, I'm doing the same things I was doing in Jacksonville. Like I have the podcast. Um, I just do it in a studio now most of the time. I was like, I'm just doing mics and bar shows. And like, yeah, it's cool. I get up at the stand every once in a while or I've gone up at the cellar before. Like I've done those things, but it's not like I'm not a paid regular. Like, yeah, but still. But that and he goes, Brennan, you're the like you are the hero in this story. Like, yeah, you moved to New York. He goes, do you know how many he goes? I because my dad can rip on guitar. He's like, I talked about like one day, hopefully this band will take off or maybe I could do something with this. And I realized I was like, oh, yeah, like. All the times we think about those people who like tortured us yeah. as kids, it's like, oh yeah, we're here, like we're doing yeah, yeah. it. No, I have profound moments of gratitude because I almost didn't do stand up, and then like truly, my whole life fell apart, and I was like, okay. What was now, the thing that? What was it? A breakup? Was it like? Yeah, moving or? I just I dated someone for five years, and we broke up, and it was like really painful. And then I moved out of Philly, and I just like really was so I was so depressed. Like there was like. When you moved out of Philly, did you move back home? I moved back home, which okay. like was always like I moved, um, like I moved out to go to college, and then I like took such a point of pride of like never, yeah. I'm never moving back home. That's my biggest like, I, I never want to live in Easton, you know. And then I had to because I just like really I couldn't stay in Philly's like the smallest city in the world, um, but yeah, and I was like just like fell into this really horrible depression. Um, and where did you do your first show your first mic like was it in philly was it in new york like no what did you do? i did the comedy seller class because i wasn't living in new york yet and so i didn't know how, how to, far like, is eastern from the city um it's like an hour 45 minutes an hour and 45 yeah so, so you, were, you drove into drove the comedy in, seller yeah. class yeah so and you then, finally did it and you i finally did that were like okay i'm doing it now yeah yeah, yeah, and then what? Like, what was your was the first show that you ever did? Like the class show? Yep, the class show, and then the second show I ever did was the industry room. Okay, so back to back, back to back, and then I got some spots, and then I started doing. Um, then, like, I didn't move here until May, uh, May of twenty twenty two. Okay, and so then once I the first day I moved here, I went to a mic. And then I First just day, kept just going. Yeah. Put the boxes in the apartment. Yeah. And like when you moved here, because for me, it was a big deal coming from as far away as I came because, you know, Florida is a thousand miles away mm -hmm. for you because it's only about a two hour drive. Was it still like a big endeavor? Like, obviously, you still have to save money and get an apartment yeah. and do all that. Like, well, I got a job a here. I got a okay. job here first. So I was commuting 
from Easton every day for two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what's that? Were you getting up at like five in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Holy so I got a job shit. as an assistant to this very rich gay man. Doesn't matter that he's gay, but he did hate me <laughs> and my physical appearance and would let me know it. Really? Uh, yeah. Speaking of bullies, write that name down on the list. Oh, he's on there. <laughs> um, yeah, I like worked for these like incredibly wealthy people, and he was like an interior designer. I shouldn't be saying this. Um, no one's gonna find a gay interior designer in New York City. Yeah, right. Like, no <laughs> That's your demographic, it. right? Yeah, totally. That's your listeners. Yeah, I worked for these two really rich men, and it was crazy. They would like, they would just like buy rugs that were like more than my salary that's insane i see that all the time at the restaurant because it's, it's a swanky steakhouse yeah and people will just and it's not even like obscene like that's obscene but like in my case it's not even like crazy amounts of money but it's enough money to where i'm like if i if you just instead of getting this dinner if you just handed me that in cash i'd be set for like two months it's wild like I'm like and you just drop that on a dinner I can't yeah I can't I really like I had to like not work for him anymore because I just couldn't I was like what am I doing like yeah. I just like hated I'm like my life is just living your life were you and were you still doing obviously you're still doing like mics all the time and stuff so the first two months that I was like work I just literally couldn't because oh was, yeah because it's a two-hour drive so you're yeah coming in, I, working, I was taking the bus so yeah. I was like Oh shit! You were busing. I was in? taking the bus in. Holy shit! Yeah. You really wanted it. Yeah. Um. So then, obviously, you get the other job. Uh, when did you start? Like, okay, I'm gonna buckle down. Was that when you moved to New York? When you were like, I'm gonna buckle down and like start hitting mics and doing shows. Yeah, and stuff? yeah. So that May then. Okay. That's and then I still worked for him for like another year. Did you really? They were my. I did the industry room a second time. Like once I was like a few more months into comedy. Yeah. And um, they were my. Brings. Brings. Yeah. I brought them. And How I went up Yeah. I mean, like, they actually, he was, like, supportive of my comedy. There was just, like, little things that I couldn't yeah. do with. Like, it was a real love. Exactly it was a love hate. Yeah. It was, like, I liked him, but, like, as a human. But then I like, couldn't deal with working for, like, the 1% in that yeah. way. The 1% of 1%. Like, I'm just, yeah. yeah like, I'm just not, like, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because. It's so weird. You find out I have, I was doing a bit about this for a while, but when I worked in uh, life insurance and stuff, it was easier to get people to sit down and talk about their morality than it is to get people to come to shows. So I always mm -hmm. find it fascinating when like who does show up when you have a bringer, like when yeah. I have a bringer and I invite all these people, cause there's so many people that you work with that you meet who are like, Oh, when's your next show? When's your yeah. next show? And no one ever comes. So for me, it's always, so I say all that to say, like, the fact that they came is actually a pretty cool... Yeah. I mean, I think that he honestly, like, wanted to see if I was any good. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I'm moving to the city to be a comic. And he was like, okay, like, he's been living here forever. Yeah. So, you know. Does that happen to you when people come to shows? At, I like, never invite people. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. Because that's happened to me a few times where people will come... And this, I remember the first time very clearly when it happened, I did this local access show. It was mm -hmm. the St. Augustine Tonight Show. And I invited my sisters and my uncle and aunt came and I was like, oh boy, oh boy. Like it's technically a TV. And they set it up like a real TV tent. Yeah. Like there's a set and everything. And I was like, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. Golly gee willikers. And I remember getting off stage and my older sister took me aside and she was like, thank God. And I go, what? She goes, 
you're going to be fine. Like I was okay. so worried <laughs> that you, it was going to be a disaster. Cause my sister yeah. gets anxiety. Like I do. She's like, I know, like I've lived with you. Obviously we grew up together. She was like, but stand up is a totally different thing. Like I was so worried that if it went sideways, cause I was so like blind, like I'm moving yeah, to New York, yeah. like I'm going to do comedy. She was like, I was so <laughs> worried that it was going to be so Dude, bad. Yeah. Dude, that's what like working at Broadway and like being like at the bring, like, you know, I'm still so new, but like now like working there and like seeing the bringers or industry room. Yeah. Cause you see the industry room every Saturday. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, sometimes it's like brutal. Like seeing like a, there's always like a girlfriend there for her, you know, shithead boyfriend yeah. who wants to do comedy. And, and if he sucks, I just feel like I would hate to be her. Cause, yeah, cause I what can't, do you say? Yeah. I couldn't date someone. Like if I dated a comic, I couldn't, if they're not funny, I just couldn't. Well, I say it all the time, and I there's people who do comedy, and then there's comics. I think those mm. are two different people. Okay. There's people who like sign up and go to open mics, and they like they try and they you know they try to write and they do yeah. their best, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's people who are like, oh no, this is this is what I this is me. This is what I yeah. do. And yeah. I, I, know I that- mean, I still don't. I say I do. I say oh, I do stand up. I don't say I'm a comic. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I just figured because you know, moving to New York to be like, I'm going to do comedy. And then now then getting a job at the club and yeah. then working. I, I, I mean, I, would I just feel like it's going to feel so sweet when I do, when it is my job that yeah. I like want to save it. Save it. Yeah. See, I, I went the opposite way. I did two open mics in 2009 and changed every social media handle. to uh, Brennan yeah, yeah. I was that guy. I mean, I have it in my bio cause I'm like, you know, I well, you get, need I to because people Google. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, but, but I was so hell bent on like, I'm going to do, and I was the guy cause I was still drinking at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was the guy who was like doing an open mic, like every two or three months, but telling everybody I'm a comic, like okay, I'm yeah. going to be, and I don't know, part of me wants to say it's like, Oh, cause I knew deep down, like that's, that's my path. Yeah. But I think another part of me is I'm a, an attention-seeking shithead. <laughs> and I was just like, that's way cooler than saying I wait tables. Yeah, yeah. And I, because I used to do it so often. I remember I got sober in 2013 and then relapsed in 2015. And I remember going, going to work. This is when I had one of those night jobs to pay off for like two or three weeks. And I told everyone I was a comic. Mm-hmm. And Dusty Slay... Uh, who's been on Netflix, who does stuff with mm-hmm. Nate Bargatze now. Um, he was in town. This is years ago, obviously, because he was doing like these like one-nighters and stuff. And the restaurant I was working at had like a big like private event space in the mm-hmm. back and they would do comedy there once a month. So they booked Dusty. Dusty shows up and he goes, hey, my wife is my feature, but I don't have an opener. And everyone at the restaurant goes, Brennan does no. comedy. And I hadn't done comedy in like a year and a half. Did you even have five minutes? I was wasted all the time. So th- I had a five minutes, but it was not a, it was not put together. because oh, It was shit. my drunk five. You know, I don't know if you know, but I used to get on stage hammered all the time. So it was one I of those. I don't really know much about you. Well, so it was one of those five <laughs> minutes where it was like. And a lot of the stuff I did when I first started and then into my drinking and stuff was shock jock stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like really horrific. Like I can't even believe I even wrote that in a yeah. notebook. And they're all still sitting over there. Uh, Love it. Sometimes I go through them just to be like, oh, you piece of was shit. Was there any, or maybe there's like one nugget of genius. Well, oh, there's you know? some of, like one time I went to New Joke Wednesday at mm-hmm. Comedy Shop and I just opened up an old notebook and I just started reading it. And some of them people were like, that's actually really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, 
But my bosses were there because it's the restaurant I work at. So I was yeah. like, oh, I can't do any of my dark, like crazy, like ah shit. <laughs> so I just got on. I he entered. He said, do five minutes and then just bring up my wife. And I got up there, and I did an Arnold impression, uh, Schwarzenegger. I did oh, a Christopher. I was thinking, hey Arnold. Oh no, an, an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> impression, a Christopher Walken impression, which is just me going ow, yeah. ow. Like I don't say anything else. I just go ow. Um, and then I did like two other jokes. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, Brennan, you can get off whenever you want. Like, you don't have to do the five minutes. Oh, shit. And I got off and I brought up his wife and Dusty's standing in the back. And I go, hey, man, I, I probably went a little little light, but like I have to get back to work. Like, I'm in my work uniform. Oh, no. And he showed me, he as he's showing me the phone, he goes, man, I told you to do five minutes. And it said 347. And I was like, oh, no. Ah. <laughs> And that that it was a fucking disaster, but it's just one of those things where it's like, but that's like, like everybody has a story. Yeah. But I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about, where I'm jealous of you being like, I'm going to save telling everyone I Mm. do because I did it too early and I got fucked. I got I screwed myself because of that, because when you tell people that they have a certain expectation of you because it's like, oh, this must be a real thing. Yeah. Well, I like. I think maybe sometimes I can be too precious about it Yeah. because I'm Love like, that. it's so important to me and I do want it to be in my, my career. Yeah. So I'm like, but you know, it can border on like, okay, get over yourself. Like, see, I, I'm probably the wrong person to say that too. This is an echo chamber cause I'm the most pretentious. Like mm-hmm. I value com- like I make jokes in front of my girlfriend, Tracy, and she'll be like, that's not like, don't like, that's, not appropriate and i'm like i'm a comic that's she, what i she's do she's not a comic no 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 she's a teacher oh so and and i and i i i get to, it got to the point where because i will make jokes about anything um and most of the time they're not funny cuz you know you're just riffing off the top of your yeah. head and sometimes it can just be gross and sometimes it can be offensive and sometimes it is funny and sometimes they'll do that thing where they giggle but they're like that's not funny yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah and you're like yeah it's funny but i at, when we first started dating i had to be like listen appropriate inappropriate like topic or whatever like i'm going to make a joke about it because that's how i that's my defense mechanism so if i get uncomfortable i just make a joke like i'm not doing it to make you upset i'm not doing like just like you're telling her you have herpes or something like i (laughs) i actually have to before this moves forward i need to tell you something i need to let you know so you get to new york you do the uh Comedy cellar, mm-hmm. the and then you do the industry room, and then once you like actually move in here, what 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 was your whole like vibe? I guess is what I'm asking. Were you like doing open mics as much as possible? Were you trying to get yeah. booked on things? Like you were just running around? Like what I were you was doing? just like I'm gonna do everything. So I do like two or three mics a night, um, and just I mean I still I don't even know if I've like looked up yet really. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just I, I've just look down and just keep going just keep grinding yeah yeah and that's it we were talking about this in the elevator on the way up but i've and i talked about this with oscar aiden when he was on the podcast but so i funny oh i love oscar he um him and i not a debate really but just like uh you know just people have different viewpoints and i was like oh well i've been doing comedy for so long when i moved here like i just go I do a lot more hanging than mics mm-hmm. because i say it all the time like sometimes mics can get to a point where they're detrimental because if people have all heard the bit like five or six times, it could be a great bit, but no one's going to laugh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start second guessing some of your better bits because you're like, oh, nobody 
laugh the last like two mics I've done this nobody's laughed and I think you can I can get in my own head about it mm-hmm. and so I was like oh I do a lot more hanging especially with my work being so close to the bigger clubs and he was he was a big proponent of like no you go to mics like you you do yeah. the work you do the and I was like oh, yeah but I did that already and his I'm whole probably, thing was like well you didn't do it in New York like you you have to reset oh yeah I mean that's probably the approach I would take if I started somewhere else and came here yeah but I also like get booked the most through going to mics yeah. and yeah I don't know See, it's funny you say I'm that a mic because person. the opportunities I'm a, I prepare I'm an over preparer yeah the opportunities I've gotten to go up at the stand in the cellar are actually believe it or not from the restaurant not from oh, really mics yeah because like I told you we're kind of right in between the two mm-hmm. so we get a lot of like comics and like the managers and stuff like that they come into the restaurant Oh, nice. And so and if I see anybody, this is why I don't talk about where the exact place where I work, because I don't want a bunch of comics coming in for free shit. If I see anybody affiliated free with steak now, <laughs> it'd be crazy. If I see, well, if I see anyone affiliated with comedy, I go to the back and I'm like, chef, one of my very good friends yeah, is at yeah. table. So and so can we send a bunch of stuff out? And it's gotten to the point where my chef is like, how many friends do you have? Yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I always try to hook people up and like. I remember giving someone a piece of cake and they were like, hey, do you want to do my show at this super big club? And I was oh, like, shit. yeah, I would love to. So that's why I've always been like a big proponent of the hang. Yeah. Over- I mean, I do. I try to do both. But like, I just feel like until I have like a solid 15 minutes that I love through and through. Like, yeah. Well, and also, like you be. said, you'd rather be over prepared because. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get into a dusty sleigh situation. Yeah. Where someone asks you to open for them and you're like, how long am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but also, I work at Gotham, too, and I don't get spots there. Yeah. But I try to just, like, be. Well, yeah, working at both those clubs, I'm sure you, you run into a lot more people than, say, like, just going to Mike's. Yeah, well. As far as, like, established comics. Yeah, I Gotham is good because I just. I know I'm not going to get any spots. There. They don't give spots through work. Yeah. So I can just like kind of try to kiki with like older comics. And Jerry Seinfeld just, when he comes in. Oh, yeah. We're besties. He's kind of my mentor. Um, <laughs> Jerry, what's the deal? What's the deal? Yeah. Do you see him a lot there? Because I know that's his like club. That yeah. He drops, he, he drops in on like the new talent nights. Yeah. And, uh, Loves bumping the, the young kids. Does it. He, he does a Q&A and yep. I learned so much from him. It's so funny whenever people ask about Seinfeld and he goes, oh, the 30 year old show mm-hmm. from like you're, you're asking. I I said you can ask me anything you want. You're asking about a 30 year old yeah, he, sitcom. He gets aggro. Yeah, he gets kind of about yeah. it. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you mm-hmm. sent me quite a few stories. Yeah, well, OK, so I oh, you can ask. I thought it would be interesting because I was sober for two years. I know I wanted to I actually wanted to start with that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell the listeners how so you when did you just for a little background when did you first start drinking i the first time i drank i maybe it's my senior year of high school and i visited my sister at temple okay go owls go owls and um i had nine beers nine pbrs and i threw up in a sweater and i was like this is living oh really yeah. that's awesome I'm, I'm happy to hear that because a lot of times i have guests on and they go the first time i drank it went really really bad and i didn't drink again for like five years but oh, you were like let's no. fucking go i was like this is exactly what my brain wants <laughs> um, you and me both and yeah i was just like off to the races and i was like oh like and also like i ever i saw people um, from my high school there too. Yeah, and um, this temple's in Phil- Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh wait, no, this was 
Pennsylvania? This was my freshman year okay. of college. Sorry. Where did you go? Did you go to Temple as well? I, I ended up at Temple, but okay. I went to Arcadia, Okay. which is like a small private school. So you were, as a freshman in college, you're visiting your sister at Temple. Yeah. And uh, she... So you didn't drink bef- at all in high school? No. Wow. I didn't do... I was like such a loner in high school. Yeah. And just like always was doing my own thing. I was like an 80-year-old woman in high school. I was just like... All I want to do is like drive around, smoke cigarettes, go to coffee shops. So you were smoking cigarettes but not drinking. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also like I feared my parents so much. Yeah. Like I didn't... I would never want to like fuck up in yeah. that way. So then you're a freshman... Like I wanted to be a good kid. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you were a great kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than the smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Thing. I mean, I was just like, I just like wanted to be out. Yeah. You know? And then you get to Temple with your sister and you're like, yeah. let's fucking go. Let's go. And people were like, you're so funny. You're so, and like, I was so like, not, I, cause I'm just a terribly anxious person. Yeah. Like the thoughts in my mind were like gone for a little. I was like, oh, yeah. this is a break. This is nice. I say it all the time. I hated alcohol growing up because i saw what it did to people around me mm-hmm. and i was like i don't want to have any part of this poison yeah well also like my dad i've never seen my dad drink oh really um but his dad was an alcoholic well everyone in my family can get after it but like like and i've talked about it before but like my ex-stepdad was like a different level of like kind of scumbag in oh, that shit. sort of sense when he yeah. would drink and you know people yell and scream you know i'd get in fights with not physical altercations, but I get in yelling match with people and I couldn't figure out why because I'd be like, why are they getting so angry? Yeah. And then you realize it's like, oh, it's the alcohol. So I was like, oh, I'll never drink. But to your point, my senior year of high school, my twin sister was having like some people over and she invited me and we I wasn't close to that. I was a loner, too. I wasn't close with anybody in my family at that point. And I was I remember being like, oh, my God. Like my both my sisters were super popular. So I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Like I'll hang out with cool kids. Yeah. And I remember the first shot of 99 bananas and like like that warmth going down into oh, your stomach. Yeah. And as soon as it hit me and all my anxiety just f- went away and I was yeah. like, okay, I see why everyone does this all the time now. This yeah. is awesome. Dude, yeah. That night I had like the most PBRs and then... <laughs> I was ch- literally in a circle chugging whiskey and everyone was like, Chloe, Chloe. <laughs> and I was just like my, I was like Rena's little sister. So it was like even funnier. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. And I was just like, yeah. Like, let's I, yeah, do I remember this. going to my older sister's apartment when she was living in Jacksonville and I was still like, you know, I was in college and I would like come back to visit mm-hmm. and I would try to drink with like her and her boyfriend at the time. And I, at that point I was drinking, like I'd stopped playing football and like my addiction started to take yeah, over. Yeah. So I was getting like hammered, but I was like, I'm the cool little brother who can keep up with the older kids yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was just getting fucking wasted with yeah. people. And so what happened from there? So were so you that, like, I'm going to party every weekend or like what happened? Yeah. I got, I was just blackout a lot. Yeah. Um, pretty, and then when did the uh, sobriety kind of take so effect? So then once I graduated college, um. Okay, so you had like four years. Of oh, like- yeah, four years and then another one. Because <laughs> then I like graduated college and I just like got a job at a coffee shop. And like my friends were people who like didn't go to college. Yeah. And like they had already been out in the world doing like the. Were these your friends from high school? Or these were like from- my friends that I, I made at the coffee shop that I worked okay. at. Yeah. And so then my life like because I was like didn't know. I was just so like aimless, you know, yeah. like I just got a job at a coffee shop and. 
then our life became like we'd go to the coffee shop you know we all the bartenders would come in around three when their shifts were going to start yeah we'd hook them up with coffee and then i worked in old city so like Every night we were just like out running. Oh, around. so the bartenders would come in before they went yeah, in. You'd hook them up, we'd with hook coffee, them up with coffee, and then you'd get off and go to the bars. And then and they we'd would go hook to, yeah, up. just like Philly, uh, just so much drinking in Philly. Just like every night, we'd just like be running around, just just like having a great time, having so much fun. Actually, it's it's a. I mean, I've talked about this with. I think Trousseau was the last person I talked to about this, Brandon Trousseau. But it's the lifestyle. Yeah, it's that party lifestyle is one of the is you know alcohol was is was and is incredibly difficult to not it's very hard to not drink for me especially on certain days but the thing that i always miss the most and this might sound sad to some of the listeners but it's being Mm -hmm. able to just fucking let it go like let it rip yeah even when i would come home like when i worked at the breakfast place and i would come home with a handle of vodka and a pack of newports and i would just start pouring myself shots and just watching like some dumb show on Netflix, Burn Notice, mm-hmm. which was my favorite show to watch and drink to. And then just every time they said like a cool line, just do a shot. Like I was like, this is the greatest life yeah. I could ever live. Like I'm never going to die. Yeah. That is like how that when it's so fun, it's fun. Like yeah. when like we were just like, you know, young, wild and free running around. I like dated this like skater you yeah. know and like You're fucking living an avril yeah. Lavigne song. oh my god okay first time on stage really i sang i lip-synced skater boy at my fourth grade talent show and the music skipped and then i didn't know what to do and then i ran off stage <laughs> and that will be incorporated in my first special in some way oh yeah to redeem you myself come up to, says he's a skater yeah boy. maybe so uh, We'll send this to Avril. We'll cut this, send it to her. Avril, I love you. Yeah. Still. The internet's a big place. (laughs) You'd be shocked. I put up a clip about me doing that Mighty Ducks joke, and fucking Emilio Estevez liked it on Instagram. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, Coach Bombay, quack, quack, baby. There we go. The internet's a big place. So we'll send this to Avril. Um, Wait a you were saying how you oh, were yeah, living yeah. this crazy fun it, life. Yeah, fun. Just like, I mean, fun, but aimless. Yeah. And like, just. I don't know but then I, I also have a lot of like a really bad depression yeah. that I wasn't handling and I had like trauma I wasn't handling yep. and then it got like not fun yeah I was gonna say you said it when it was fun it was really fun and but when it was bad it was bad yeah and so then I I feel like sobriety Philly, what brought Philly, you into- Philly is so small one of my friends so actually someone who was friends with my boyfriend at the time she was sober and there was the this skater? like yeah there is this like group of like cool tattooed girls in philly who were all like getting sober it was like Mm -hmm. the thing to do so and i was like i'm always like looking for community which like and how old you're 23 at this point yeah i was like probably 23 24 okay yeah and so then i got sober and it was like totally something that i'm curious just because having been i'm obviously in the rooms now but coming in and out and everything like that there's normally a moment. Now I've talked to people on the show who have been sober for a long time or who were sober mm-hmm. at one point. And some of them, they're like, no, it's just, I woke up one day and I was kind of like, this fucking sucks. And I was like, I don't want to do this. So then I went to a meeting and then there's people like me where I woke up in a hospital and a doctor was like, you should be dead. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a big red flag. So for you, was there a moment where you were like, yeah, I got to figure this out. Like, I don't like, yeah, this I mean, my life was chaos and like, <laughs> it was bad. Like I was like, I, 
was in the psych ward so this is dropping the psych ward stories i was in the psych ward so many times at philly in philly that at one point i went in by myself and the security guard was like where's your sister why were you going so often i just wanted were to people, die okay yeah yeah that's something sorry. is this like a sad podcast no, no. sorry that's something i'm very familiar with. look Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want me to, It's like fun drinking stories now. I'm like... Well, I always say best and worst. Oh, best, that's true, that's true. This is more of a storytelling show. It's yeah. It's not like a... Plus, like we were saying earlier, like... I mean, that is funny that the security guard... Was yeah, playing. I think it's so funny now. He Like, I was like on the frequent flyers plan at like... Why were you... Were you going because of obviously it's like self-harm and like you didn't want to live anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the reason I've gone too. Yeah. Yeah, they always get so uppity about it. <laughs> I have like, so many grippy socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just... They're really good to moisturize. Right oh, yeah. You can do a nice foot mask with them. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so was it going to the psych ward where you were finally like, oh, I want to get sober? Was it the girls that were friends of your boyfriend? Like, what was the the final thing? Like, it, when you walked into your first meeting, what was that from? The fir- Really what got me sober was um, I started going to this meeting in Rittenhouse in this beautiful building with just a bunch of really good people mm-hmm. and one woman who became my sponsor and we became very, very close um, she just like taught me how to live like yeah. in a way like the program I and I like go back and forth if I want to go back into the I don't know like at the time I really needed it yeah. like I provide structure yeah in a way that like no one had ever I'm, I feel like, the same way like I showed I, me it saved my life and I say that all the time and it's not for everybody yeah it's a super secret so we never oh yeah I, we gotta be careful sorry but, no fuck we're talking about <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous, everybody. Uh, AA. But, um, yeah, I mean, it saved my life because there were so many times. My older brother used to say this when I was growing up. He said the hardest part about being, because my brother's like a super genius, and he goes, yeah. the hardest part about being so smart is you always know how the movie's going to end. Mm. Like, you know, in the case of life. You know, you're always like, oh, hopefully that person doesn't disappoint me. And you know they are. Yeah. And deep down, you're like, they're going to fuck me. Or like at work when you go in and you're like, oh, that's weird. Like even little things. You're like, there's no closer on the schedule. And I was the last one in, but I'm not supposed to be closing. You're like, I guess I, I know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, no, 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 no. We'll figure it out. And you're like, I know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I bring, I say that to say like an AA, I'd go in and they'd be like, oh, you know, you'll, you'll be elevated to the fourth dimension and your life will be better. And I go, my life, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. My life will never be mm-hmm. all this happiness and magic you're talking about. And in my head, because I would always think about what my brother used to say about like, I know how this ends. I would always, be, and then I would relapse and I'd be like, see, I fucking told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And it took me forever to finally be like, hey, why don't you just listen to what they're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was so, I was so hell bent on, I know I'm going to fail. So why even try kind of a mentality? That's my default really yeah. is like thinking I know everything. But at the time I was just, just broken enough that like everything they said I'd listen to. Yeah. And it truly saved me. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's what it, it takes, what it takes, but you know, they, you have to hit a bottom. Yeah. I then mean, that's what, yeah. And then I was sober for like two years and were then, you, so were you like super active in the program or were you were super just kinda, active? Okay. Yeah. And every yeah, you day said you got a sponsor and everything. Yeah. I was in it. Um, but then what happened? my next bottom where I started comedy as a result of it, I 
fell back into like um I've, i'm like just starting to process this period of my life like you just don't like have to, if you don't want to oh yeah no, 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 but just like then i started drinking yeah, but now like well what what was the i want to ask you about this because as someone who's relapsed quite a few times yeah and i talk about it in my one-man show is the first time i relapsed after like ex- like i say extended sobriety it was two weeks away from my one-year chip mm-hmm. and me and my roommate sat on a balcony and we convinced each other that we had overreacted by going to rehab that we were only in our yeah. mid-20s that it was like this is crazy yeah like who's sober at 25 he was 24 like this is nuts mm-hmm. and we're like we learned so much from rehab and going to meetings and stuff we'll figure it like we'll be fine yeah and i remember the very first shot I did after that conversation was like an hour later. I went to the liquor store, came home and I remember taking the shot thinking I was going to like blow up into a million pieces or like I would do the shot and my phone would ring and my sponsor would be like, I know you're drinking. Yeah. But none of that happened. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like we're okay. Like we're good. Yeah, yeah. And then that was probably the worst thing that could have happened because it's like, this is going to be fine. Yeah. And it, like you said, when it was bad, it got yeah, yeah, real yeah, yeah. bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if I didn't do comedy, I would be... You'd be a lush again? I'd, yeah, for sure. Well, you found purpose. Yeah. That's a huge thing is finding purpose. Com- yeah, and comedy gives me structure and... Uh, well, and I say all the time... Because yeah. people in my family, like, you know, and I've talked about it before, but like, you know, we're Eastern European, we're all like, we can drink. Like, everyone in my family can drink. Yeah. Like, but everyone's always had something more important than drinking. Mm. So like for my twin sister, it's her family. For my older sister, for a long time, it was her job. Like everyone's always had something where if they had to stop drinking for that thing, they could. Yeah. I never had that. I was always yeah. like drinking. Is, like I don't care about work, family, friend, nothing. Drinking is the most important thing. Yeah. Which is when I realized like, oh, I've got a problem because there's nothing more important. than Like I had a... My ex fiance like let like I could not get in. This is the person I cared about the most yeah. in the world, and she was like, "I can't do this anymore." And I was just like, "All right, That's, see you later." Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Addiction is hell. Yeah, it's fucking. Sucks. That's why, like, when I hear, um, I was like listening to this thing about like, like handling like homelessness and like how like oh well you should be able to live here, but then, and then let them do drugs because otherwise they won't go here. And I'm like, well, like. I get that, but also like people don't want to be addicted to things. Yeah, it's it's hell. I say it all the time. People need structure. It's being an addict is somewhat of a superpower in the sense that when I tell people my schedule, they're like, "That's nuts." But I'm Mm -hmm. like, I can do that because that's how I'm wired. So like, I I have to go to the gym six days a week. So I will wake up. (laughs) Me too. That's why I look like. (laughs) But I'm saying like it's just the addict mentality. So like, I will wake up at five thirty. After going to bed at one, but I will wake up at five thirty if I have to, if my day's cramped, yeah. and then I will go to work. And then when I like today, I was up at six thirty, went to the gym, went into work, worked lunch, hit three mics, and now I'm recording with you. And that's not an unusual. That's like a yeah. normal Wednesday. And when you tell people that, they're like, "That's crazy." It's like, yeah, but I'm an like for me, it's not yeah insane. I like, have this to is be doing what this. I do. Yeah, but and that's why like it is crazy because once I found something that I was addicted to that was dangerous, like cocaine or booze or food in a lot of senses for Mm -hmm. me, like especially sugar, like it can be super detrimental. And then people are like, oh, that's like terrible. But then you put that same brain, that same mentality into something that's positive or something that I'm passionate about, like comedy. And people are like, you're really hustling. You're really working hard. It's like, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, it comes from the same well. Yeah, it's, yeah, water from the same well. So you had mentioned... 
when you you kind of like went into this next phase of your life mm-hmm. what was i i wanted to ask you what was the thing did you like make a conscious decision like i'm gonna did you like break up with your sponsor and like say i'm gonna stop going to meetings or did you just kind of fade out as far as that situation um if you don't mind my asking because i know that's a personal question but no i think it was just like i like black and white thinking can be hard for me and so an aa kind of like made me like i are like i already always feel guilty about everything and so then it was just like i think i need to take a step back because i don't know my like i don't i don't want to feel guilty i don't want to feel like i'm disappointing people and i need to like just figure out what i want so that i don't have to like feel guilty yeah Does that I, make I mean, sense no it makes perfect sense to yeah. me i say it to people i've sponsored before where they go maybe i'm not maybe this maybe like i want to figure it out i'm always like hey hats off to you go find i had to find out go yeah find out. Like, that's go what figure my it out. and that's what my sponsor would always say she'd be like go do more research yeah. like and and maybe that's the phase i'm in now where i'm like what is my relationship with alcohol because like it's so i never thought that i could like drink and not ruin my life but then also aa lives in the back of my brain where it's like well it's coming always yeah you know and i don't i don't um i'm not foolish enough to think that it couldn't get bad so that's why i'm like okay well i'm super vigilant and i take time off like i just i took like two months off yeah and you know see that's the thing i people who can do that i'm envious is the wrong word but i have the utmost respect for that because I'm like Frank the Tank in old school. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever saw that movie. No. But Will's Ferrell character, there's a funny scene where he's like talking. He's like, they're like at a party in college, even though he's like 40. And they're like, what are you going to do this weekend? And they're all like crazy kids. And he's like, I don't know. We might go to the Home Depot. You know, we might go shopping. We might pick out some floor. I don't know if we'll have time. Like he's this like upstanding, like great husband. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, do this drink. And then he's like, no, no, no. And they're like, do it. And so he does one. And the second it hits his mouth, he turns into this completely different person. Yeah. He literally screams, once it hits your lips, it's just so good. And I, it's like a funny movie, but like I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm that guy. Yeah. Like people who meet me who have never seen me drunk are like, we couldn't imagine some of these stories that you yeah, tell. Yeah, and yeah. I go, you have no idea. The second it touches my mouth, I'm like, ah. Yeah. It just turned into a completely different person. So it is... I find it fascinating when people are like, yeah, you know, I take a month off here. I take a six months off there and stuff because I'm like, oh, shit. Like once I the only times I ever stopped when my addiction was like when I was a full blown alcoholic was getting arrested or going to the hospital. Yeah. Those are the only times I would stop drinking. Yeah, that's which was insane. But I always like see people if I see someone like out on the street who's just like, you know, in the bag or whatever. I'm like that could be me. Like I'm not. I still yeah. don't feel above it. Yeah, like 100%. so, th- I'm really in like a exploratory phase of yeah. like, can I be someone who drinks? I don't know. Well, like, that's good that yeah. you're figuring it out. I wanted to ask you because you had mentioned the homeless people earlier, and you had a a story that you wanted to tell me about a church. Oh, okay. This is um, I this just you came. You got bamboozled. It okay. sounded like from what you sent me. This is my downfall. I love weird guys. Like yeah. any guy who's like kind of weird, maybe an artist or something. I'm like, yeah, that's my man. That's my future husband. We're going to have a love that nobody else has ever experienced before. And <laughs> I met this is like 
it is but then i think that all the time but then i go on a date with them and i'm like oh you're just weird yeah you know what i mean yeah but i always see it through a lens romanticize it in your head yeah i'm like oh i know you changes the cosmos yeah yeah yeah. i'm like you're my twin flame and it's like they are psycho yep um but I, thinking back to the stuff I used to do in Philly, I'm like, I really don't know how I'm alive. Because just so many nights I'd just wake up. I'm like, where am I? You know, just yeah, crazy. And I remember I met this guy. Um, Like, he came into the coffee shop, whatever. Like, I was working in Old City. Everyone just ends so up knowing each other. So this is when you other. were ripping and running. Ripping and running. And I'm like, oh, this, we, whatever, me and my friends were, were having this night with him. He's like, let's go back to my place. I think this guy is like some like genius artist or yeah. something. And we go back to his place and it's this abandoned church attic. And you're like, and oh there's my like God, nothing in this it. This guy is so and mysterious. I, yeah. I'm like, this is a sick pad. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is like, there's, ex- <laughs> there's exposed brick. <laughs> I'm crashing. This is a sick pad. But that's what, because like if there were, but if there was furniture and stuff in it, it would be, but it was a abandoned church attic. Like that's. Is it like a big cathedral church or like a Mon Paul church? And it was like on the water and stuff. Oh my God. That is pretty sick. It's so sick, but it wasn't his home. Like he was squatting there. In hindsight, I can see that now. So but because this guy dressed cool yeah and like you know how like, long did it take for you to figure it out like did you figure so it out so then i'm like i'm thinking i'm into this guy and yeah. my friend who's way the she, universe is telling you you're into this yeah guy. but my friend at the time she was way more street smart than me yeah and i don't know she was like we gotta go yeah like and i'm like what why like love of my life is on the line <laughs> And she's like, this is dangerous. Like, we're going now. <laughs> and like, she probably oh, that's saved. the title right there. <laughs> she probably saved my life. And then, okay, so then so we. So how. But we. Go ahead. Cut to three weeks later. I don't know the timeline. A, l- a short time after. I see him like begging for change. Yeah. Did you go like, oh my God. I was Joey, just like. What are you doing? No, I just felt like a pit in my stomach. And I was like, what if I like, what if I hooked up with that guy? Like, that's crazy. Like, that's nuts. I There's just, so many things that are spiraling in my head. Like, he has so much swag. That yeah, he has why no do you have so much live, swag? And he was like, yo, like, come back to my pad. Like, he was a formerly swaggy person who just. Formerly <laughs> swaggy. I get, <laughs> got to keep the clothes. I don't know. Like. But you I gotta mean, turn that into a bit formally swaggy. You know what? It actually like it's funny, but like I just remember that, and it's like scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. See, and I find that fascinating. I gotta stop saying that fascinating. I say that too much on the podcast, but I do find it very intriguing that we have lived some of these stories and we are fortunate enough to be able to tell them on a podcast. Because I have friends. Yeah. I'm sure much like you do. I have friends that are dead. Yeah. Like very close friends that are gone. Yeah. And it's because of this same lifestyle we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And it's, so it's, you're absolutely right. It's a hundred percent eye opening to be like, I could have died, but it's also hilarious that this guy had enough, you know, cojones to be like, yo, come back to my house. Or that I, like, I don't know what my problem was. I don't know. You Just, were looking for love. And still am. Uh, Shout no. out. 
if Social you're out there the show notes uh <laughs> if you maybe that guy got his shit together i don't know maybe um probably i mean i've been not. homeless before and got my shit together well he did have a, the church he had a spot so he was you know. running that church yeah so how <laughs> long he was did the pastor i don't know <laughs> how long did it take so you never thought about it in the moment you didn't realize until after when you saw him on the street that's when it clicked in yeah. my head that i was like he's not basquiat like yeah this is good pull yeah <laughs> but like in my head i'm like he's like this dangerous artist yeah you know god that's in that's i couldn't imagine i mean i've I, terrifying it's not that i can't imagine it because i've done i don't want to say shady shit like that before but i i have stretched some truths mm -hmm. to make myself seem more appealing like i was a scout team player when I played college football, but back when I was like trying to get girls and stuff, you'd think I was the fucking star quarterback. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you stretch. Cause if you Google me, like the ESPN thing comes up and all that stuff comes yeah. up. Oh, okay. So people who don't know sports wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. I mean, I do that. I say, Hey, I'm not like other girls. I'm really chill. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get attached. You do that. <laughs> they buy it. Hook, line and sinker. Fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one does. <laughs> um, God, my ex, it was funny because she was the exact opposite. She was like, oh, I'm like real independent. Like, you know, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. And I honestly thought like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. like, we'll see. Once you get a taste of the Brenster, like we'll see what happens. Yeah. She, you know, she was 100% like one of the most independent people yeah. I've ever met. And it drove well, me because I'm codependent. And so, yeah. which is something I work on. But it would drive me crazy because you don't know anxiety until you're living in a, a city where the bars don't close and your girlfriend goes, I'm going to go out for the night and then just mm, radio silence for yeah. like 12 hours because I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, before I started doing comedy and I just like had no purpose in life, men were my purpose or just like my world would revolve around a guy. Yeah. Now I'm so. You're busy. Like, I just no one can like get me yeah well not that I, anyone's <laughs> trying but like i am like truly like yeah you're in it yeah i'm in it i mean that's what i have to with tracy my girlfriend uh now i we and i remember saying this to someone at work and they were like that's lame I, but we have to like schedule our time we're gonna hang out because yeah. she's a teacher so she works during the day and i'm a night person between comedy um and serving i'm out at night yeah. like my day doesn't so like so we have to schedule the time and i i like people at work will be like that's so lame you have to schedule. and i go if i don't schedule it like if we don't schedule it we just won't see each other yeah i live by a calendar my google yeah. calendar is crazy i've got three i've got yeah. i've got the calendar on my phone i've yep. got reminder set and i have a paper back calendar hanging right above my computer yep. because how often do we like space something and then your phone's like alert, don't forget, in an hour you have this and you're like, fuck. Yeah. So I have so many reminders because it's like we have so much going on. Yeah. I don't know how anyone doesn't live by a calendar. Yeah. I I work with people where like they, and I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, we've all worked with people where they're, they've got like the fun stuff that they do and then they've got their job and that's kind of it. Yeah. And they live with their significant others. So, you know, you go to work from nine to five, you come home, your girl's there, your boy's there, your whoever's there. And then you're like, all right, cool. Do you want to go out tonight? No, let's stay in. You get the weekends to hang out. So like you don't have to schedule stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for true. us, especially with what we do, it's like, no, we're going like a million miles an hour. Yeah. That's why like times. I have to schedule a time off. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Because so I've talked about like this on my other podcast. 
Because my oh my God, it's hot. Sorry. Well, because I asked you, I said, what are you doing tonight? And you were like, nothing. And I was yeah. like, oh, is that like by? And you go, yeah, I have to schedule time off. Yeah, because my anxiety is like, sorry, it's probably no, terrible good. for audio. Um, <laughs> resync. Um, right, I'm keeping that in. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? We were talking about scheduled time off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of your anxiety. I had, well, yeah, because I fainted on stage. I like a panic attack. Tell that story. I, I had a panic attack two weeks ago because my anxiety is Where was this so at? bad. Broadway? Uh, no, Mob Bringer. Okay. The, like, the Monday the, show. The ones they do where you can like sign up, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That I just had full, because I had been like having these mini panic attacks. Yeah. And then it just all. I didn't do any cardio today, and my watch, my sense says that I have done 18 minutes at maximum heart rate. Wow. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. Through like, anxiety. Yeah, my yeah. anxiety fucking does not play around. Yeah, I just got. Uh, pers- I had that I like that was like a huge wake up call. Yeah. That I'm like, this so is you not went to the doctor, and you're like, hey, this is kind of a thing. Yeah, now I just got I gotta so go what, pick up. So to- I just want to set the scene. Five minutes set. You're two minutes in, and you just I'm boom. like a minute in, and I just start looking at the crowd, and my thoughts are racing. Is everything like everything slow? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I faint. I used to be a big fainter. Oh, really? From anxiety, but I, was I never haven't. A I was a throw upper from anxiety. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, that's but my I big thing. I hadn't fainted in years. I was like, I'm. Curious. Um, but then like the past few months I started having these like mini panic attacks and then it was just that was the uh, big show what happened did everybody like oh like, did someone drag you off the stage did you like, my, well, catch yourself my or? friend was there and he like came on the stage and like got me and I just yeah were they like home. can you come back next week and do that same thing that was awesome no <laughs> they didn't even reach out actually wow uh, no, but some comics did Wow, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad better. you didn't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because it was super mortifying. I took off work the next day and I was just like. Yeah. I passed out on stage. I'm not yeah. coming in. I just sobbed. <laughs> Moped yeah. around for oh, a day. Yeah. I feel you on that. Um, I wanted to ask you because you said you just went to the doctor and you got some medicine for it and stuff. You've taken anti-anxiety medication in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, you're nuts, right? No, not at all. I wanted to ask you because you had sent me a story about Xanax. Oh, well, um, that and was all unprescribed. You wrote down was the time I did Xanax. I call that the lost day. The lost day. I don't think what I took was Xanax, but this was this is another thing that truly scares me. It's not even a funny story, so I don't know why I wrote it down. No, I just but tell it. I, the girl, I was like working with someone at the same coffee shop. God, um, this coffee shop. Yeah. You want to shout them out? What was it? No. Is it still there? Actually, it was like an evil coffee shop that was like owned by like oh, a real estate developer. I don't yeah. want to give them any credit. Um, I don't know. I decided I was going to be someone who tried Xanax. And, and it was this like, girl at work had it? No, I bought it from someone. Okay. I don't even remember. But um, Xanax will do that. Yeah. And I just remember it was like me and my ex at the time. And we had just started. We were like in a big love bubble. Started falling in love. And so it was just like everything's fun. So was he? Uh, was he an artist? He's an artist. Yeah. And what, you, um, what was his art? What was his medium? Uh, he like draws shit. I don't okay. know. I think he's engaged now. Shout out! <laughs> Congrats, guys. <laughs> we took these bars of Xanax, and then where are you? Is this at Philly. work or after work? No, or this like... was like day off. You okay. know, it was Smart. like yeah. It was summer. It was like I think it was it Fourth of July. It was. And you were like, hey, I got these. It's Let's try more. It. it was like one of those summer holidays. Yeah. And I just remember that like 
we went to a barbecue and I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day the people were like, thanks for coming to the barbecue. I was like, what? Like, I really don't remember anything we did. Really? Yeah. I just had a guest on. His episode will come out next week. Um, John Moreno, super funny sketch guy. And he was talking about a similar situation where he was, like, getting really into certain substances. And he would, I don't want to spoil the episode, but he would be at shows and his him and his sketch team and they would fucking crush. And people would be there, like yeah. industry people. And they would talk after. And then he'd see those same industry people like at they would because it was a team. Yeah. So they'd be like, Hey, why don't you guys all come into the office? And he'd go up and be like, Hi, I'm John Moreno. It's a pleasure to meet you. And they'd be like, We talked for like thirty minutes yesterday. Terrifying. But he just doesn't he was like my bad. Yeah, I call that the lost day because I lost really lost day. It was like a body in motion. I have no idea what I did. God. I have uh I've dated someone who Hated the taste of alcohol, but loved the feeling, mm-hmm. which is what Xanax is. It, it, it literally affects the exact same part of your oh. brain. It's a barbiturate. And uh, I remember she would just house like bars like yeah, crazy. Yeah, people are not there. Yeah, and, people... she, and I, there was times where like, and this is going to be kind of depressing, but like I'd call her and be like, hey, how was the party last night? And she'd be like, we have to talk. And I go, what happened? And she goes, I don't know. But I oh. woke up in so-and-so's dorm. Oh, shit. And I was like, well, did you guys, like, hook up or something? And she's like, I don't know. Which oh. is, like, terrifying because yeah. you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, yeah. that's fucking horrible. Yeah. So I can't Not imagine good. just being at a barbecue. <laughs> Never did it again. Never would. So you would. want it done. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I tried Coke once and I was like, I like this way too much. And that I knew myself. I was like, nope, can't do this. Yeah, it was interesting when I, because I love drinking so much mm-hmm. that when I found cocaine, I was like, oh, I can drink more with this. Like, I love this. And it, <clears throat> I tell the story on stage sometimes about spending $26,000 in 28 days in what? Daytona. Holy moly. Everything's yeah. like free there. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but the, the the big, like, ta-da, the tag or whatever is like even really bad cocaine gets expensive if you do enough of it. Mm. But that's like I was buying like so much of it just to like, and it was like basically baby aspirin with a little bit of cocaine in it. Yeah. But I was like just that mental thing of like I got to stay up and keep drinking. Yeah. I got to keep partying. And it, oh, that that stuff it is bad. It's yeah. Very, very and bad. The, you know why I never did it again? Because I was always listening to Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah. And he, I didn't know anything about cocaine. Mark like, talks about it, yeah. And he, I just remember him talking about it. And I was like, all right, well, he says it's bad, so I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, if Mark Maron says it's bad, then. Don't do it. I want to ask you, we have time for one more story. Okay. Do you want to do Bo- Molly B Day or a Sleep in the Park? Uh, sleep in the Park is boring. Okay, let's do Molly B Day. Okay, well, I did Molly on my birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this most recent one. When, okay, so this was recently. Yeah, and it was... 29. 29. I have never really had a birthday party in my 20s. Let's talk... Never, yeah, this is interesting. Let's talk about this. So you were like, I want to do something fun for the last year of my 20s. Yeah, and so me and some... like a book. Yep. <laughs> yeah girl wants to have fun sue me um no like me and some comics we i need to ask you afterwards off mic what comics were there hey, i'll tell you well um, no because there is a comic who's been on the show before who has a biannual molly party and we've talked about it on the show he has oh. talked about it and i think it might be the same person 
you mm. may or may not work with this person at a certain place. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, we'll talk after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our illustrious careers here. Um, yeah, no, and that was like actually really fun. We like. Where did you do it? Uh, we went like to some like dance place in okay. Brooklyn and just like. They have those around here? In Brooklyn. In New yeah. York City? Do they have like dance? Oh, clubs? yeah. People, I think people club here. <laughs> I think there's some partying happening. Um, it's so weird being sober and like being so addicted to like doing comedy. Mm-hmm. I forget sometimes that it's one of the greatest cities in the world. Yeah, I, I do nothing like, here. But yeah, people are like, like I have a buddy of mine who will remain nameless, but he's like, yeah, we went to, we got a bunch of drugs, then we went to a sex club, and then we went to a dance club, and then we after that we went to this after hours bar that's on like the 90th floor of like some swanky play, and I'm like, he's like, it's on the rooftop, blah blah, and I'm like. All that stuff is here? Yeah. Like, yeah, man, it's New York. That's what I was just, I was like sitting outside waiting for a mic yesterday and I was just thinking how like um, a city takes on the shape of what you make it. Yep. You know? 100%. And because I was thinking about coming here today and I was like, Philly I knew through men and alcohol. Yeah. And New York I know through comedy. Yep. And I never want to change that. Do you, that's actually, that's a very sweet sentiment because I'm. Yeah, I'm sweet. Yeah, I feel the same. Well, I feel the same way about life. Like, the people who know me now know me as the person I am. Mm-hmm. And when I go home, the people who know me there know me as the person I was. Yeah, it's and so it's, hard. It's very difficult to be like I'm not that guy anymore. Like, and they're yeah. like, okay, sure you're not. Yeah. And so it's a very it's a very poetic way to say it. It's like I this is how I know this, and this is how I want it to stay. Because I know for me, if I went back to that life in New York. It wouldn't, I wouldn't last a month. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'd find the fucking sketchy people. I'd start fights. I'd, I'd turn into that guy again. Yeah. And it's easy. It's easier to do it in Daytona where I'm from. It's a lot harder to do it in New York where people mm-hmm. don't fucking play around. Yeah. So where is, so you went to a dance club in Brooklyn. Yeah. We went dancing all night. Like six in the morning. Come out. The yeah, sun's coming yeah, up. Yeah. Fucking just like Going a movie. Home with the sun up. Were you and like, this is the best birthday ever? It really was. That's awesome. It was just exactly what I wanted. And it was so fun. And anything crazy happened? Or was everybody, were you doing the vitamins and stuff? Uh, we did the vitamins. Yeah. yeah no. It's a big thing for anybody listening. We're not condoning doing illicit substances. No. But if you are, do it safely. Test your drugs. Yes, we did that. Yep. Um, yeah, it was like super fun. Nothing crazy happened. I literally was just like, smiling and i didn't even what dance is, yeah. i was just like what's swaying the, all night okay what's because uh, i've i've done ecstasy mm-hmm. back in college but i've never done like this new molly that's Mo- like, yeah. supposed to be super pure is it just like a fun like fuzzy feeling or like yeah i was just like oh like you feel like I'm the music feeling inside you? love yeah, yeah i was like feeling the music yeah um, like I feel like I'm emanating the music. I hear that. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like honestly, super fun. Well, that's cool. Yeah. If in 40 years my future kids are listening to this, it was fun. It was. Don't do it safely. Yeah. Don't do it. Or if you're gonna do it, do it safely. Yeah, and invite me. <laughs> I I'm always, still cool. <laughs> I always think about my uh, nieces, my baby nieces. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, God, they're gonna stumble upon this one day and they're gonna be like uncle b was crazy oh yeah my um my nephews already know that i'm like the fuck up of the family does your sister tell them about all the time she dropped you off at the side no. board <laughs> no, that's a different sister oh, okay but they don't even like like he just knows like he I, he said something to me he was like 
why are you always living in different places? But he said it in like such a judgmental way. <laughs> you know? My lease ends after a year. I move. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, he says things. And I'm like, you've got my number. You got okay? it. You know me. <laughs> you already have more money than me currently. And you're like... <laughs> Oh like seven. God. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me. This was great. Absolutely. Plug everything one more time. Your social media, Chloe Dog. Follow me at Chloe Dog, and that's with spelled with a W, not like Snoop Dog. Um, four G's. Four G's. Well, thank you again. Uh, thank you everybody for listening at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one man show or don't. I'm going to put it up on YouTube. No, check it out. I'm going to well, I'm going to put it up on YouTube in 2 months. Oh, okay. I had to sit down with a comic and they were like, "What are you afraid of?" And I go that, that it doesn't get they were like very insistent. I was like, "Oh, this that." They go, "What are you afraid of?" Mm-hmm. And I go that it doesn't get any views and they go, "Fuck that. Put it out." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, let's fucking go." Yeah, I'll watch it. You so got we're one. taking it out of the paywall. Um, yeah, we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.